0: Hello, hello. Today on the podcast, we have Sean from Trail Tales ARP, and we find out what the ARP stands for.
1: I couldn't sleep last night. I was always wondering what to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And this is kind of an interesting one because Sean does podcasts, so he's interviewing us and we're interviewing him. It's a co-podcasted podcast.
1: Yes, the question's out there and we all get our spin on it. But before that, housekeeping what's new in the world of got run racing
0: very exciting actually we run the north canada national parks 10k series is out there on race roster live That's live and no one knows about it yet because <laughs> we haven't promoted it but by the time this podcast airs
1: everyone will know oh my god live and uncensored yeah,
0: it's a series of 13 10Ks representing every province and territory, featuring a national park in that territory to keep you motivated for the entire year.
1: You mean every month?
0: They can do a 10K. Wow. And you can post your results on Race Roster, and we're going to send you a super cool medal and a bib, and if you get by more than three, you get extra swag. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> wow, that is interesting. Can you even name all 13? Yes, I can. Well, because I can I know you can't. I know because... I can't. I don't even know what provincial park is in Ontario. But after putting this together, well, wow, you know. I learned a lot. You, yeah. <laughs> I go, what? That's a provincial
0: park? No, actually, it's a national park that we're talking about, not provincial. <laughs> so you learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's over.
1: That's what's happening in Got to Run Raisin. On to the podcast. Here we go.
2: Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not so average runners. And they're off.
1: What are you drinking today?
3: (laughs) What am I drinking today? I am drinking coffee out of my uh, Disney mug.
0: Ah, I've got tea out of my crazy shark lady mug. (laughs)
3: Love it. And I'm drinking hazed and confused. Haste and confused. I've had that before. That one's pretty good, actually.
0: (laughs) Describes norm. (laughs) Anyway.
3: This is
1: how I continuously walk around on a regular day.
3: (laughs) There you go, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nice and blissful. So, guys, I'm, I'm so excited to sit down and get to talk with you. I noticed that you had had started a podcast. I thought this is great because I've been podcasting since 2019 and I'm just a regular Joe Schmo runner, right? I love running. I've been running since 2012. You know, one of the things I do when I can't run and I'm working is I listen to running podcasts and then I was inspired to kind of start my own. And it was something I'd thought about for a number of years. And then two years ago now, I guess we're in 2021. I said, okay, let's just do it and started the podcast and it's kind of evolved. And I've learned as I've gone on and, you know, still haven't perfected things, but uh, happy with the way things are going now. And I was so excited to see you guys starting starting up another podcast in Dufferin County as well. So I guess one of the first things I'll ask you, for my listeners anyways, is um, why don't you just give yourself a brief introduction here for the people that are listening on Trail Tales right now.
0: All right. Well, we're a husband and wife team. <laughs> <Obviously>. We are? <laughs>
1: oh my God. That's shocking. <laughs>
0: We've been running for almost two decades now, and when we moved to Orangeville, there wasn't a store within 45 minutes of the area that had good running product. And we'd always traveled to Running Free and Markham no matter where we lived, so we thought this area could definitely sustain a, a running store. We approached them in 2010, late 2010. And they thought it was a great idea. So we became a franchisee of Running Free and we opened in 2011.
1: Well, we certainly opened the store, certainly not to make a million dollars. There's no money in retail. We did (laughs) just pure the love of the sport. And we felt that this community in Orangeville, Dufferin County, could support it. Needed a heart. Yeah. Needed a heartbeat. So, (laughs)
0: yeah, exactly. Of course, with the store, one of Norm's other. Big dreams was to host a race, a trail race in the area, which there there have been a few over the years. They've come and gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's how we got into race directing. We started Chase the Coyote in the fall of 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for showing off the hat. <laughs> I got that in 2016.
3: 2016. Well, I run it. Yeah, I ran it in 2016.
1: 2016?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And then um, from there, we've built on our... Our races, we are out of retail. We got out of retail in late 2019.
1: Yeah, we uh, sold the store.
0: Back to the the corporate running free team.
1: And then our objective was that since we sold the store, we had more time to develop more races. And that's when we were thinking about putting on the Rainbow Trail Run.
0: Up in Alliston.
1: Which yeah. would have been a bigger event because it would have been 24 hours, 30 hours, 100 or mm-hmm. Wow. And then COVID hit. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then COVID hit. So then that's why we figured, well, we have this time. We'd still want to be part of the community. So let's start a podcast and let's just keep uh, plugging away. That's awesome.
3: It- yeah. And you know what? The, the podcast is a great way to get, to stay connected with the community, right? Because, because like you said, COVID hit and that's pretty much knocked out all the races around here anyhow. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard. Everything's gone virtual right now, right? Yeah. The more podcasts, the merrier, I think, because we live in, I think in one of the best areas in the province for running. We've got umpteen trails all around us that are you know within 30 minutes in your car or even if you just get out your front door where i am in shelburne i can get to a trail no problem
2: mm-hmm. and if
3: you want to run on the road if you're a road runner there's tons of hills and which is which provides good training and stuff too and we don't have congested traffic or anything like that so we really do live in a runner's paradise as far as i'm concerned
1: definitely i think even with in ontario there's so many events in running i don't know how big it is how many events are there in other provinces, mm-hmm. besides BC, of course, or Alberta, but Ontario is just a big running community—trail mm-hmm. running, road running, so
0: triathlon, triathlon, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But we are very lucky up here
3: yeah absolutely and i think um i'm so happy you guys did open up running free because when we moved up here uh almost seven years ago now it was one of the first things i sought out was where's the running store <laughs> so i could go so i've got all my shoes from that store since we moved up here so awesome. I'm, a bi- I'm a big ultra fan so i was very happy to see them in the store as well
0: uh, yes yeah. where did you move from
3: uh, i was in mississauga okay yeah. All the, there. There? <laughs> all the way down there? All the way down there. So then we decided uh, I always wanted to get out of the city. I kind of grew up, uh, all my great childhood memories are up at our family cottage up in Aurelia, on Lake Kuchiching. So I, I always knew I wanted to get out of the city when the, when the opportunity came and uh, it did and here we are. So. And
1: <laughs> yeah. what made you become uh, into podcasting?
3: Well, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier, when when I first started running, all I wanted to do was run. All I could think about was running. And when I was at work, you know, I'm a paramedic, so I worked 12-hour shifts, and that would really make it hard to run sometimes when I was on shift. So I just, my wife actually said, you should listen to podcasts about running. So I started looking up podcasts, and that was something to kind of scratch the itch, if you will, when I couldn't run, just to kind of listen to it and stay motivated and everything. And and, you know, I'd always just kind of daydream about, okay, when I get this weekend off or my next day off, I'm going to go for this huge trail run and just burn off all this energy, right? So, and then the one of the main podcasters I listened to, his name's Coach Jeff. He podcasts out of Australia um, doing the running podcast. He was always just a big motivator and would encourage listeners, hey, start up your own podcast. It's a lot of fun and something I would thought about for a number of years. And then back in 2019, I just decided to to do it. I so said, I'm going to do it. I've got some free time now and everything. Things have slowed down. So here we go. Oh, and here nice. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty neat. Jody and Norm, let me ask you, I don't know who wants to answer this question first. I got a few questions for you. We can maybe kind of get into some of them. What would be your favorite thing about running?
0: Definitely different answers between the two of <laughs> us. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> Yours is because you like to eat?
0: <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For me, the adventure—I love—we love to destination race. Running itself, I'm a type of person who likes to know what's over the next hill, what's around the next corner. So I don't like to walk there. I think that takes too long. For I need to run there. <laughs> I need to know immediately what is around that corner. So <laughs> that's why I like running so much. <laughs> but destination races, uh, we always seek those out. Eh? Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: definitely.
1: of course, I like to eat too. <laughs> What about you?
0: Well, I started running because Norm started running. I knew that I didn't want to stand around finish lines for hours on end, so I thought yeah. I'd join the party. And then I discovered that I could eat a little more and drink a little more. <laughs> Not so much anymore now that I've hit the big five zero, but <laughs> <laughs> But also, it's so interesting, you know, when you talk to people, Norm's the kind of runner that when he's running, he thinks about Mm. solving world problems like he's thinking about what's happened in his childhood and he's thinking about what's coming next and all I'm thinking about is don't fall when do I get to walk up the next hill when am I done when's my alarm gonna go off so I can eat like I don't have that ability to turn off my brain and I'm really trying it's actually one of my goals is to figure out how to turn my brain off but leave it on enough so that I don't trip and fall over the roots. But yep. I'm so envious of him because yeah. he could bang off 10K and have missing time. Yeah, he, he's just remember. like, he doesn't remember it. It's it's quite a gift.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can definitely relate, relate to that norm. And I wonder if it just might be a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, true. I That's know, true. know my wife says she can never shut her brain off as well either, right? And no. I, I can space out with the best of them. That's true. <laughs>
1: You know, that's people ask me all the time, how, how can I go run for four or five, six hours? It's like, I don't remember half of it. And it's like, oh, wow, six hours went by. Uh, whatever. What, what do you think about? Oh, when I was 10, I remember doing this or that.
3: I took me to go find my phone first, see where it was. So in reality, it was a lot longer than what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just the thing when you when you kind of run and you space out, it's, it's kind of, one of those great things they have that saying running because it's cheaper than therapy and I think like you norm when I'm out on a, on a long run there's just so many things that go through your mind and I, I get so inspired I'm like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that I make all these huge plans if I don't act on them when I get back then you know, they just fade away and they'll come back to me on another run but you know I think that's uh the whole podcasting thing was kind of one of those recurring things that I would think about when I was running and oh. and finally I said okay enough enough I'm gonna I'm going to pull the trigger and do That's
1: it. it. Very cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question here. What is your least favorite thing about running?
1: Injuries. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that one.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it just sets you so far back and then it plays with your mind. And um, Starting over. Starting over.
0: The worst.
1: I think the worst I've had was I had to take a whole year off running one time when I broke my navicular bone. Yeah. I had two surgeries in my to remove a bone that was in my ankle. And that was a year off running. It was um, 2009, I think.
0: Yeah. And my year off running happened when we owned the store. And it was really difficult mm. because people would be coming in and telling me what they're training for. And I had to be so cheery and positive but I'm (laughs) inside I'm like damn it I want to run too
3: (laughs) yeah I'm guessing the story just took up so much time that there was no no time to get out and run is that the case there
0: it was challenging for sure because I was I was there full-time norm has a full-time job and he would come and he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff he got to run a little more consistently than I did I kind of look for excuses sometimes too so it's not it's my fault just as much.
1: <laughs> it, it was busy because in 2011, when we started the store, then we did Coyote. Yeah. And I was training for Ironman.
0: That's right. At the same at time. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So.
1: Yeah. And I remember when I signed up for Ironman, I didn't let I didn't tell her. I just clicked yes <laughs> to sign up. And I said, oh, by the way, I signed up for Ironman. She, <laughs> she hit the floor. Yeah. But I said, this is the reason why we have the store. This is it. Is to." <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, get experiences. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and we took turns. Yeah, if I had a big event, you would. I would, I would
1: back, back off. I would yeah. back off. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it worked. Well,
3: yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's teamwork, right? And That's I guess right. Norm, it's 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 easier to uh, beg forgiveness
1: than ask permission. <laughs> 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 what about you? Do you have any big big goals in running coming up, or are you thinking about things while you're running?
3: I primarily run for for the joy of running and for the health benefits that it provides. So last year I wanted to be consistent. That was my big deal because the the year before that, actually two years before that, it was kind of hard for me to get out and running. I've got two young kids, right? So a lot of times it's hard for me to get out and run. So last year my big thing was just consistency. And uh I had a good year overall. I think I ran you know twelve hundred kilometers, which for me is which for me is a pretty good distance. I know there's some people that run that in like a couple months, right? But that's just that's just not me where I'm at right now. So that was pretty good. I think Coming up in um, 2021, one of the things I want to do is I had a I had a running coach, Eric Boom, on the show, and he's out in Thailand. He had these uh, half marathon plans, so he, he's a really great, strong runner, and uh, he had this Project 80 where he was trying to do a half in 80 minutes, and he fell just shy of it by, by like seconds, I think it was, or maybe maybe less than a minute anyhow. And uh, so he gave me his plans. And there's no way that that's anywhere in my (laughs) in my in my abilities, but I'm going to kind of um, restructure the plan that he did. So I'm going to try to maybe get a PD on a half marathon. And, and for myself, that's going to be something that um, is going to be a challenge, because I haven't been doing long distance runs over the past year, just because of my time constraints. I've been doing kind of, you know, like 15K was my biggest run last year out at Monocliffs and the rest have been you know, 5 to 10K kind of just harder efforts trying to get the best bang for my buck. But um, one of the things I'm doing right now that we just started was I'm doing Canicross running with my dog Piper. Canicross is just cross country running with your dog, right? So you hook them up to uh, to a leash around your waist and you, and you let the dog pull and she's she's part Husky, German Shepherd and Yellow Lab. So she's she's really built for it and she loves it. And uh, so we're in the uh, the 10th annual Iron Paws stage race that they started started on New Year's Eve. So it goes for eight weeks, and it's pretty much just a fun competition where you just record four runs a week that you can submit as your mileage, and then they'll, they'll give awards and stuff like that, right? So That's it's cool. been really fun. And, and and my dog Piper gets the medal at the end of it, so which, which is really neat.
1: <laughs> is it something but, he can eat? <laughs> Yeah,
3: maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's been really great because me and her have had like a really big bond. Like she rarely leaves my side now, right? So it's uh-huh. it's been Good. been really interesting. I've had dogs my whole life, but uh, the bond I have with her is something I've never experienced before. Um I'm really looking forward to kind of continuing my running with her and building her up as well as as the year progresses. So those are my two focuses for twenty twenty one is is running with Piper the Wonder Dog, as I call her. <laughs> and uh working towards getting a pb on a half marathon so when i had the goal of doing it in two hours so i ended up beating it beating my expectations which was which was pretty good for me because up until that point i'd only run halves like just trails on my own i'd never done it in a race before Mm -hmm. so i figured you know if i can do it on a trail in 212 or around there then if i can get two hours on the road i'll be happy with that and and, uh, it was actually one of the, one of the races I've done that I actually properly trained for. <laughs> with my schedule, it's so hard to, to stick to a Monday to Friday schedule because my shift work keeps me all over the place. Mm, yeah. It's one of the challenges I have to deal with. But, uh, anyways, I, I, finished it off at 152 and it was, it was a hot, humid day. So not great running for me. Like I, I hate the humidity. I love this winter time running. That's, that's my favorite, right? But, uh, so yeah, that was, that was pretty happy. I'd like to, I'd like to get it mid 140s, maybe if I can.
1: Do you prefer trail or road
3: oh uh, trail absolutely one hundred percent it's just it 's a shame that we can 't get out to the trail every day. Yeah. One of the things I love in the winter now is they have all the groomed snowmobile trails not far from my house, so uh, a little extra um, incentive to get out there when it 's close. I can just get to the trail within five minutes from my house so
0: nice. are yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: trail is yeah. too
0: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i think I think you know I always say uh, a mile in the trail is worth two on the road, but when you're running on a trail, you don't think about your time. You don't think about how far you've gone. There's just so much going on around you with the beauty and everything and the inspiration. And like you said, Jody, earlier, like you do have to watch the rocks and the roots and stuff like that. And make sure you don't fall. Right. So,
0: yeah. 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 It's,
3: I've only it's, ever wiped out on the trail myself, too. Never on the
1: road. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. uh an owl chasing me for three kilometers on a trail one time. It just kept swooping down and just taking a look at what it was doing. Really? I was thinking I would never get that on a road. Mm. So it was just amazing.
3: That's one of the things I'm waiting to see is an owl. I haven't seen any owls yet. What are one of your most memorable things on the trail or stories that you have? Mm. Wildlife or otherwise?
0: Norm's got some good wildlife ones. I saw a tarantula uh in a race really? in Arizona and it was amazing it was about bigger than my palm right on the trail right in front of me so I just stopped started talking to it took a picture and then she crawled off and I kept running it was awesome
1: oh
3: my goodness
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's
1: one amazing story I do remember it happened um, a couple of years ago I was uh, climbing in Switzerland it was a uh, hundred and something kilometer we started at midnight by the time I got climbing into my third mountain, I was on top of this peak and I saw the sun rising over the other mountain. I actually just stopped for about 10, 15 minutes and I just watched the sunrise on top of this mountain because I knew that I would never ever see that again. (laughs) And even though all these runners were passing me and blah, 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 I I didn't care. I just sat and watched the sunrise on top of a Swiss mountain. (laughs) That was an incredible moment.
0: Yeah. It's nice that you could enjoy that even during your... Yeah,
1: to turn off a race yep. and say, no, I got to watch this. yeah
3: <laughs> One of those views, like you said, is just so awe-inspiring. You have to stop and look at it.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: amazing pinch yourself. Amazing.
0: And then he sang a little bit of The Sound of Music. Yeah, just, just a-, a little bit. hills <laughs> <laughs> are alive. <laughs> Some twirls. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Do
3: you have any video footage of that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
3: Let's move the conversation forward a little bit here into your your lives as race directors. So we know kind of the background story as to why you got into the retail and running for Orangeville. What kind of led the path into becoming race directors? and, And what was your first race and how did you kind of grow from there?
0: What got us into it really was just knowing that it kind of fit with what we were doing on the retail side.
1: And there was a opportunity at the Monocliffs because there was a race there.
0: Right. Five Peaks uh, used to have part of their series at Monocliffs and then they... Okay. Stopped. They vacated. I think it got too small for them. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And we figured, well, okay, let's grab this.
0: Before someone else does. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so Chase the Coyote was our first one, which is yeah. actually coming on its 10th year this year. It
0: would be the, it will be, hopefully.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers
1: crossed.
0: crossed. Participating in races. You do kind of look around and say, wow, like that was a really cool thing that they offered. It made such a difference to my experience. Or, hmm, if only they'd only done this one little thing, it would have made an improvement on the race. You know, we were just chatting about it saying, you know, we could probably do this better. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we've we've done so many races that we know what we like.
0: We know what we like.
1: We would figure, well, let's put one on. And even now, after 10 years, we're still trying to improve it. We're still, oh, oh yeah. yeah, let's put that in there. Let's put that in there. Yeah. We get ideas from other races. Oh, let's put that in
0: there. And not, I, I shouldn't say better, just a different spin. Yeah. Because there's so many fantastic races in Ontario that we love taking part in. One of my favorites was Run for the Toad which is no longer mm. but they were a husband and wife team as well and they were just so they were just they thought of everything they offered this amazing buffet spread at the end and you could tell that they really cared it's so appreciative when you've put yourself through that effort at the end and to know that they're looking after you we like to think of different things and and add something new every year <laughs> so it's been fun doing that
1: what I took away from Havelina was that they had these inspirational quotes inside the porta potties
0: oh yeah <laughs> so i thought
1: now that's a good idea the last time we had our coyote race which was so long ago <laughs> it
0: feels like ages ago
1: i actually put that inside each of the uh, washrooms a quote so that <laughs> a funny quote so something they can read while they're Doing Taking their, care of their doing their business. <laughs> I was like, that that's funny, see?
0: And people commented yeah, on it. Yeah, and
1: they commented and they took pictures of it and they they posted it. It's like <laughs> See the little things.
0: Little things can make such a difference.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So you have all these, all these people um, having one of the best memories of Chase like Coyote was was beating the, the porta potty.
1: That's it. That's <laughs> it. They, they completely forget about the race.
0: Plus, those porta potties at the start are nasty, so we're trying to take their minds off it.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. The distraction, right? Yeah. Well,
0: and that's then we, great.
3: So pretty much, what I'm. Go ahead, Glenn.
0: I was just going to say, and then we. When we first started Coyote, we were paired up with Bob and Marjorie from Run Dufferin. They're, they okay. were a nonprofit um, group, husband and wife again, that just started a, a group in for Dufferin County to kind of bring runners together. This was before the store opened. They helped us put on the first couple Chase the Coyotes because they'd already been uh, race directing themselves. And they started Island Lake Classic, uh, which was also around the same time, 2011, 2012. We took it over from them three seasons ago because yeah. they've retired now. They spend a lot of their winter in Florida. So that was our second race. And then last year, again, we were supposed to add the Rainbow Trail up in Earl Row Provincial Park in Alliston. Yep. I don't know. Have you ever run there?
3: I haven't, actually. It's one of the places I'd like to go.
0: It's, oh, wow, a hidden <laughs> yeah, gem. A
1: hidden gem. Brilliant. When we did the virtual for that last year, I would take groups of there who signed up for the virtual just to show them. They're in shock. <laughs> I can't believe this is here. I go, yeah, yeah unbelievable.
0: It's kind of like Island Lake, but on a much bigger yeah. stage. <laughs> and they have a lot of facilities. They have beach. They have a huge swimming pool. They have uh, picnic areas. Yeah, there's that's, a real a lot to offer in that part. You can camp overnight. You can bring in a trailer.
1: That's why we're going to be doing the thirty hour event. There.
0: Yeah, that's uh, why we want to go a little bit longer because there's definitely uh, opportunity for people to um, set yeah. up camp and yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Let Let's talk about that. So we've talked about chasing coyote and alluded to the island lake. Classic and the Rainbow Trail Race. How many races do you have in your series right now?
0: Those three. Okay. And then we've now added a fourth in virtual uh, only. It's called We Run the North Canada's National Parks, and it's a 10K series. Okay. So one 10K per province representing a national park in each province or territory. Um, So you can sign up for one, or you can sign up for all 13. Uh, and we're going to feature each park and province in one, a month of the year, so we're doubling up in December for the two territories. But so you get a custom medal, a bib, and then we have some extra swag if you buy one of the packages as well. Which okay. I'm sporting one of the hats, <laughs> as Beautiful. is norm. Yeah, we don't really think the virtual format's going to go away anytime soon without knowing whether we can put on live events in 2021, we thought, you know, let's get all of Canada involved because there's a lot of virtuals out there that take on huge distances. Like you can cross Canada or cross Mm -hmm. a province or Mm -hmm. commit to 300 K. And that's great for people that are in that echelon of distance But there's a lot of people that took on virtuals this year that got off the couch and did a 5K or did a 10K. And that's a big segment of the population. So we want to encourage those people to set a goal every month and get out there because, let's face it, 2021 is going to be another tough year, and we all need that motivation, right?
1: What shocked me was the fact that when we had our virtual last year with just our series, the Coyote Island Lake rainbow people are signing up from all over the world yeah germany mexico australia yeah. so, and we're going. how do they find us yeah. it's
0: amazing <laughs>
1: so wow. we figure okay let's do something across canada perhaps that would just inspire someone to do that virtually
3: oh that's great you know and one of the things i really love about that is even if you just sign up for that one virtual race that sets you up for the whole year yes. exactly it really does you got something every month to kind of work that's, towards which is that's idea. Idea, which is really great
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that, so that we're excited about that, awesome. and we, we're just about to launch it on social media, and without saying anything to anyone, we have five participants <laughs> already, so it's like, wow! Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. How do they find us? I yeah, know. I don't
0: know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that series, are you able to sign up for one race, or are you committing to the whole year for it? Do you have so you packages? can sign up,
0: you get to sign up for one, and you get to pick whatever province you decide you want to choose based on the national park or if it's your province you can sign up for three six nine or all 13 with the the six the three six nine and 13 you get extra swag
3: right who doesn't love some good swag right (laughs) Right? (laughs) that's awesome no that's pretty good and let's talk about the the rainbow trail race so you guys are gonna hopefully when things go live again have a 30-hour event at the rural provincial park there Is it going to be a loop? Like how how much trail is there to run on? I've never been there. so
1: There's 12 kilometer trails and it's going to be a washing machine. So back and forth, back and forth. Basically the same as Javelina.
0: Yeah, we love the washing machine uh, format because you get to see the leaders, you get to see your friends yeah, and you're not alone for long periods of time. And the trail's wide enough in most sections where it's easy to pass.
1: And doing it in reverse, just basically you're doing it new trail kind of thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah doing reverse so. and it it's relatively um i'm not gonna say flat but it's it's there's not a lot of it's uh, runnable it's runnable yeah yeah yeah
3: <laughs> okay that's good i really I actually kind of like that kind of having a kind of a, like a short loop that you would do because when you take off you know you're not that far away from coming back if you need some sort of aid or anything like that right
0: exactly um
3: yeah last november um or I guess it was 2019 it wasn't 2020 I didn't get a chance but I wanted to run run a 50k I had never done that distance before you know I started off the year with intentions good intentions to train and build up my mileage and everything and of course it didn't pan out that way and then November came around I thought okay I got to do this so November 11th I headed out to Island Lake and we just I just kept doing loops around Island Lake and I stopped at my car for my aid or whatever and kept on going so it was uh, it was an interesting day because when we started it was it was a fall day leaves were on the ground and by the time we were done it was a full on blizzard you couldn't even see the ground anymore right? so thankfully I, I I came prepared because I know we live in you know Dufferin where winter is is pretty strong right so uh, I didn't suffer too much in the cold but after about six and a half hours it was all done and dusted and it was a pretty awesome experience but yeah it was it was nice like you said you're not just going out there forever and have to worry about where you are going to have drop bags or things to help yourself? Just keep going to the car and get your stuff and get
1: exactly. back out on the trail. So the, come, so come yeah. spring, I'll take you out to Earl uh, Row to do the rainbow.
0: The most loops I've done at Island Lake is five, and it was in July. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, H- how
3: were the bugs?
0: <laughs> actually, they were okay. It was just humid, but I was training for my race in Arizona, so I had to do it in the heat of the day. I don't know about you, you. if you may not have passed too many of the same people all the time based on the time of year, but for me with people on bikes are like, How many times are you going around? Like they just kept seeing me and confused. You can see the looks on their face. Like, what are you doing?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The day we were out there there was uh there was a, um, an employee there, I guess, on their John Deere Gator and they were doing work or whatever, clearing brush or doing whatever they were doing there. So I saw them a few times too. They just kept laughing at me. <laughs>
0: crazy runners <laughs> yeah exactly oh
3: my goodness in your series of your three races I think I might know the answer but which, which race is your favorite or do you even have one
2: hey guys if you like what you're hearing so far give us a like and follow our social media Facebook Instagram YouTube you can find all that at GottaRunRacing.com and follow the Ultra Norm and SharkRunner17 on Instagram for exciting behind the scenes stuff like, guess what? They're married to each other. Wild, right? Now, back to the show.
1: Favorite? That's a tough question. <laughs> 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 I, of course, the coyote.
2: Coyote, yeah.
0: I enjoy.
1: I enjoy when they um, they're climbing up uh, cardiac hill, and I have a sign halfway. He'll repeats optional <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they're they off to the stairs. people think cardiac hill is the hard part it's not the hard it's the, the it's the stairs um
0: and then the hill after the stairs
3: yeah
1: you think yeah. you're done climbing the stairs but no they're still climbing after the stairs
3: yeah oh yeah the stairs the stairs were bad i remember them the 64 <laughs> steps
1: to ruin it yeah. can it ruins a lot of people and then um the roots of all evil.
0: Oh yeah, the outlier, <laughs> the South outlier. Yeah. You gotta be paying attention out there, or else yeah. you are gonna end up on your butt. <laughs> I tell you,
1: I tell you. Oh, oh, but only you, or you're gonna know this, okay? <laughs> but I secretly, yeah, exactly. I secretly um, set up hidden cameras at, at the roots, <laughs> and I videotaped so many wipeouts. <laughs> I oh could stop gosh. laughing. I have it. I still have all the footage. Of just, people.
0: just for his own amusement, he doesn't ever plan on using it.
1: Uh, I, I am gonna. That make, would be a
3: great blooper video.
1: It, I am gonna make a video of everybody wiping out. <laughs> Someone there is so nasty. I oh boy. But um, yeah, oh, lots dude. of fun. Oh, well, wow. Well, that's uh,
3: Yeah, I remember when I, when I ran the Coyote. And by the way, that's definitely the next race I'm going to sign up for when it comes live again, because it, it's, it's probably my favorite race that I've run in. Uh, oh, it was challenging. It was fun. The atmosphere there was awesome. It was, it was a really good time. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. And, <laughs> and I love the name too, Chase the Coyote. It's pretty awesome.
1: That's good, because uh, I'm going to be tweaking the route a bit. I'm going to be taking 2K awesome. out of one section, putting it into another. So when you run it again, it'll be new for you. (laughs) Fantastic. I love it. I love it. And you're going to do the 50, Um, right, Sean? You know what? I want to. That's
3: actually, that's what I'm thinking about. So I guess um, the pandemic that happened, obviously, like we said, it closed down all the races. Did you guys have to kind of, brainstorm as to how you're going to carry on your series or did you just know kind of right off the hand that okay we're going to go virtual and was it a lot of work to set up the virtual virtual races for you
0: well funny you should ask that we'd gone virtual in 2019 what we did was after yeah after coyote finished we had some swag left over and we from the end of or the beginning of october to the end of december we offered a virtual option and people signed up for it So we thought, well, if we're going to open registration for our live events, we might as well offer a virtual aspect, which we did. We were actually ahead of the game because our virtual option was on race roster. You could choose it right from the get-go. So it wasn't as difficult for us to make that decision. The biggest decision, obviously, was when everything started shutting down and nobody thought it was going to last as long as it did. We didn't rush into making decisions about when we were going to Postpone our events.
1: Lucky but, for yeah, lucky for us, our events were in September, except for the rainbow. Yeah, but September, we thought, okay, well, maybe we could still sort of kind of swing it. But then we didn't get the permits, so that yeah. was it, game the, over.
0: The permits were pulled. Yeah. It kind of made the decision for us. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what we're waiting on for 2021 is we need to hear from our parks and get permits. Which you know nobody's saying anything at this point because no. it's just there's not enough positive movement in a forward direction to allow for groups to gather.
1: So. But I will say this, that when we did finally, cause there's so many people signed up for our events that, when we finally had to say, it's not going to happen, everyone was positive saying, cause we're going to defer everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So to everyone who got deferred, we're still saying, we're not going anywhere. We have your backs. Oh yeah. We are going to still put this thing on when it ends.
0: When it's safe to do so, and
1: uh, everyone who did defer, you're you're safe with us.
0: Yeah, it was very positively received, which we're very grateful for because yeah. it was a bit of a blow for sure.
1: Yeah, because we had raises yeah. ourselves. The last... Well,
0: you did. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Forget about that. You, you <laughs>
0: need to ask. You need to ask Nora no, about no. that because no, he... <laughs> I'm still
1: crying over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know my story come on anybody
0: well maybe he doesn't <laughs> do you know what No, you have to
1: show had... uh, me in. no show
2: me
0: okay. in i had no idea he <laughs> had the trifecta of all races <laughs> for 2020 planned
1: i don't know where to begin <laughs> i'll start for you no, basically <laughs> i went okay uh...
0: It still hurts, as you can tell. There's
1: a video up here. I'm going to post a video up here where my finger is. Okay. (laughs) I got into Boston. For the first time. 2020. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And then I went to Western States Lottery because it's been six years that I had not got in. So I figured perhaps this is the year I get in. And I actually flew to Western States Lottery and went there live. And they did call my name.
3: I actually I saw that video. Did, I did you? See
1: that. Yes. Okay, so you saw the tears in my eyes. <laughs> um, then I also got into UTMB as well. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. it was uh 2020 was the year where I was going to do all three, and I don't know if anybody's done it before. I asked around. Has anybody ever done these three before?
0: All in one year? No, nah,
1: yeah. no. Nobody, nobody knew of anybody. Anyway, so it didn't happen. <laughs> But now I get I get deferred. Western States is supposed to be this year, and Boston maybe in the fall, and UTMB whenever. So that's my life. Oh my gosh! What what a kick
3: in the nuts, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, big time. I took it hard.
3: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, it's still it's still kind of stings, like you were saying, eh? Oh my gosh! But that but you know what? That just sums up 2020, I think, right there. Just that
1: one story. That's, <laughs> but <laughs> that's yeah, we also know friends that've always been hard. Remember Stephanie? Was,
0: oh gosh! She
1: was on her way to finally finish her. Um,
0: Antarctica.
1: But it's, the Seven Continents Club. She, we have a friend who's going to do a Seven Continents Club. She was on her way to Antarctica in March. Boom!
0: Literally, yeah. like leaving the next day. Yeah, and too, then the, yeah. World the world shut down. World
1: shut down. So. Yeah. Oh man.
0: So there's so many stories, right?
1: Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. So oh.
0: it makes it hard to feel sympathy for ourselves when
1: <laughs> it's so funny somebody says oh well this happened to me I Go, yeah well this happened to me so <laughs> compare notes right who got it, exactly. it worse come on <laughs> oh my goodness oh, what man. about
0: you what was your big letdown in the running uh... in
3: 2020 you know what um, i wouldn't say i had any really letdowns Per se I hadn't uh, signed up for any real races and I took it as an opportunity to experiment a little bit with my running so I did a little bit of Experimentation like I was saying so one of the things I just finished. I'm gonna do a show on was um, This this creatine experiment that I had done So I wrote an an article up on my website pretty much the synopsis was that You know, there's a lot of research that shows that hit training high intensity interval training can kind of give you the same benefits or duplicate the same benefits you would get from lsd runs Hmm. and for a guy like me who's really crunched on time right now trying to get the best bang for my buck i thought that sounds actually really great so one of the studies showed that um in a two-week period there were six with six sessions of hit training um produced comparable results that you would get with your with your long distance running and everything like that for a total training time of i think two and a half hours Hmm and you get that so i thought this is this is pretty interesting and then i kind of coupled that in with creatine phosphate supplementation because that's been shown to kind of increase your uh explosive muscular movements and things like that so um what i ended up doing i just finished actually it was uh i started the end of november and i just finished before the new year was i had done two blocks of training just primarily at the track with 200 meter repeats at 10 times and 400 meter repeats at five times i do that three times each over a two-week period and then i took a week off just to kind of recover and load up with my creatine then i redid it again mm. so I've, i charted all my numbers down in my improvements i'm going to go over all that and see what it is see what the numbers are and everything and i finished them both off with 5k time trials mm-hmm. just to see what i could do and uh there were some challenges because the first 5K time trial had nice dry roads, but then the next one came, the snow had fallen, and in Shelburne, once the snow hits the roads, they're white all year, all year long, right, unless you're on, on the main street, so I uh, had some different conditions to deal with, but it was a lot of fun. It, uh, the month went by really fast, and uh, one thing I would say I gained from it was a big appreciation for my rest days. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know, with working with that such high intensity. So I figured, you know what, there's not much going on this year. So I might as well just have fun with it. Right. And and one of the other things I've been working on too is is my running form in and of itself and paying more attention to that and trying to be a little bit more efficient with my form and stuff too. So it's been pretty good. And that's one of the things I think that, you know, I kind of encourage a lot of people to do is kind of experiment to go out there and, and, and try stuff. Cause what have you got to lose really at that point? Right. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Norm? What are you running in on the trails?
1: I'll just take the blue ones for this, yeah. and then the uh, <laughs> green ones for those.
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> and the green ones make me run faster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy! Oh my gosh! You go.
3: <laughs> I picked red now. Red's going to be my color because they've shown that. um a lot of the teams that have red in their jerseys usually win the championships. So, mm. so I've been, I've been selecting red for my, uh, my color schemes and my shoes and my running wear now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever works. I don't know making,
3: exactly. I don't know if it's making me faster or not, but you know, <laughs> red is my color. So, <laughs> Going back to 2020 for you guys, I know Normia, that, that huge letdown, but, um, did you guys change your training at all in 2020 with your running?
1: Fortunate for me. 2020 was also a major injury year for me. So,
0: Oh,
3: wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not do much running. Uh, I tried to in the beginning.
0: Yeah, you were doing well.
1: Uh, and then uh, had some injuries. And so now it's just a matter of me getting back on track. So I didn't really do much running in 2020.
0: He says, fortunately, because of the, the timing of the races being postponed. Because yes. if they'd mm-hmm. been on, he probably wouldn't have made it to two of them, for uh, sure. Yeah,
1: or walked one and and canceled the other two so
0: (laughs) yeah for me I uh I'm one of those people that really needs a race to keep me motivated and I had done 100k at the end of October and took some time off and then the time off kind of just kept staying (laughs) because last winter was the weather was bad and then COVID hit and there wasn't a lot of motivation but I got back to Pilates which I hadn't done in several years. I found a really good teacher in town. Having a strong core is so important as a runner, especially when you're doing long distance. So I thought if I can work on other aspects during this time off and just do run when I want to without my watch as it uh, works into my schedule. But Pilates was a big focus, and I'm really hoping that it pays off when I do start getting back to the longer distances again and i think it will cuz i i feel the difference for sure oh yeah
3: for sure i think um strength training in any form is definitely a must for runners and i know when i first started running um running was my primary thing and prior to running i used to spend a lot of time in the gym i was a gym rat right and i found that when i was running i really kind of felt out of balance like mm-hmm. i I, could, I felt like you know i could run forever i love it but i just felt like not the same. I felt weak and imbalanced. So I started adding, um, you know, components of strength training to my routine and try to do that two, three times a week. And, you know, I'm not super um, religious with it. There are weeks where I don't do it. I just try to keep it to bodyweight exercises or lightweights because it's pretty much all that I have access to, but it really does does help for sure and I think it's it also um, decreases the chances of injuries right Mm -hmm. if you can condition your muscles or anything but like you said with the core and everything too you definitely uh, engage in the core when you're running the whole time especially on the trails because you're moving you're twisting you're winding and interesting enough when I was doing all my track work over the past month and running at those high efforts I would come off those sessions and And all my my intercostal muscles and my ribs and my abdomen, everything was sore. Like it was a core workout in and of itself and even up in the shoulders and stuff, right? So I think being able to strengthen those areas of the body is definitely going to help you be a better runner for sure.
0: And if you're going to be doing a lot of speed training, you, you definitely need to have stronger muscles because if you're going to get injured, it's going to happen during a speed workout for sure, right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I was I was lucky enough not to have any injuries. And, you know, after the first few runs, like the had that delayed onset muscle soreness and stuff. But I was surprised at how quick my body adapted because at the second phase of the running, there was it was virtually not even a factor anymore. Like my recovery was a lot better. Now, I don't know if you know, I didn't see anything about creatine being um implicated in helping recovery and stuff mm. but I think it was just that the training effect of what I was doing my recovery seemed to be a lot better like in between my intervals and even the days afterwards right. I felt fresher right. sooner so yeah it was yeah it was it was really good benefit and I feel feel like uh, pretty strong right now with my running and everything too so it's it's been really good
0: we'll look forward to that episode
3: let's move on to some other questions here all right this is something I'm actually curious into because you know my ultra running experience is limited to my 50k that i did at island lake but this one goes for both of you what are your must-haves at an ultra race that you're running in
0: pizza <laughs> pizza
1: <laughs> beer
0: beer <laughs> <laughs> scenery <laughs>
1: um, yeah what do you look for uh, when you do a uh, an ultra what is a must
0: scenery Is it? oh yeah mm. for sure swag
1: yeah you know what i don't consider myself a good climber by no means but i just love the mountains i just enjoy the climb although i'm not good at it but i enjoy <sighs> it <laughs> yeah i just um mountains when you get on top of a mountain you just take a look around and then you see the nether the next mountain you have to climb which is <laughs> bigger than the one you just did <laughs> it's like i gotta go up there yeah it's unfortunate we live in a Ontario, which is, I think, the biggest thing around us is this Blue Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> or go up yeah. to Killarney, but. So, yeah, I look for mountains. I look for mountains in races. Must have mountains.
3: Yeah I, th- yeah, I think mountains and ultras generally go hand in hand. But like you said, where we live, we have hills and, and <laughs> Blue Mountain, if you will. But uh, when you. When you're going to the races with the big mountains, Norm, do you take poles with you all the time? I've seen a lot of, a lot riders use the poles when they're when they're going up. Like, how do you use those? How do you decide you're going to need them or not? Do they really make a big difference?
1: They do. Well, first I look at the race to see if I'm even allowed to have poles. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think when I did Leadville I was allowed to have poles. Mm-hmm. But now you're allowed to have poles.
0: Oh, really? Surprisingly. Oh, wow. I, I know. Yeah, no, you weren't allowed. I
1: was not allowed to have poles in uh, when I did Leadville. So then when I started using poles, because I did a race. Uh, you the,
0: used them at death race.
1: That's right. I did use death race. Yeah. yeah. They're good on climbing. <laughs> I need, definitely need it. It's basically having two more legs underneath you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't use it much for running downhill. But, uh, yeah, climbing, that's... Uh, and then, but boy, you have to work out because it puts a lot of stress on your forearms and your shoulders triceps. And triceps. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of workout. So. But, There's uh, a
0: right way to use them too, because yeah. I've been uh, almost hit in the face a few times in a race <laughs> where you're, oh, no. you got someone in front of you that's never used poles before and they just, you have to angle them down to make contact. And for whatever reason, people are always flicking them up behind you. And if you're on their tail, you're going to get one. In the noggin, so you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, I also oh, wow.
1: use my poles as um, defense, especially, <laughs> especially running at night. Yeah. <laughs> I was running um, Blackspur one time. Oh my gosh! This, I don't know. I think it was my light that shined on a tree, and it looked like a ghost was coming right towards me. Boy, <laughs> did I have my poles up so fast! <laughs> Oh I can get chills. It, it looked like uh some sweeping down on me. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> Running at night alone. Oh my goodness. Plays with your mind.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Especially especially when you're when you're deep into the race your mind's starting to play tricks on you and just yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: In the throes of delirium there, eh?
1: <laughs> and, I, and I was going um I was going pretty quick at the time because the first female was about five minutes behind me, and I.
0: <laughs> you wanted to stay ahead of her. I got to stay ahead of her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that was exciting.
3: <laughs> well, that'll get the heart rate up, thinking you're being attacked by some tree ghost or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever do uh, get into ultras that takes you running through the night, have you ran through the night?
3: No, no, it's one of the things I'm kind of, I'm scared to do, but I know it's something I'm going to, I'm going to end up doing eventually yeah, because it does scare me. So
1: yeah, it's, uh, it plays with your mind, certain situations play with your mind. Mm. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only <laughs> imagine.
3: All right, guys, let's, let's ask, I don't know, Jody, let's ask you first, then Norm, uh, uphill or downhill?
1: Down. Is that, you mean, downhill? Is it, you, like, you prefer downhill? What do you
3: prefer? What do you prefer?
0: I thought you prefer uphill. No, I don't mind climbing but I do like running downhill as long as it's not super technical. Cause then mm-hmm. I'm going to be a chicken and baby steps. But if it's, if it's yeah. a good, I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that feeling. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
1: Downhill. Yeah. I think the longest downhill I ran was three hours straight downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours straight. Oh, it was yeah. It was, Where was that? Uh, uh, Switzerland oh. as well. That's the thing. <laughs> You're climbing mountains. <laughs> yeah. I, every time I climb this mountain, I go, I know I have to descend sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: takes me six hours to climb, but three hours to get down.
3: Go <laughs> <Cool> figure, right? Eh? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I know I haven't been on any mountains, but I, I do like going uphill myself more. I think oh, yeah? for one reason, going down kind of scares me because I always just picture myself that I'm going to be eating rocks or something. But I just, I think it's just the way I'm built, too, with with my lower body and my legs. I just... I love going up the hill and I like to just to take down an incline, you know, if I see like, I'll go to the Boyne Valley there and they have that, you know, you kind of go down and back up. And I always just try to attack that that up portion and get my heart rate up and everything and go. So I've, I've gone with a bunch of friends. I always end up dropping them behind me and I'm up there waiting for them for, for about a minute or so waiting for them to get up to me. But uh, yeah, I just, I just love uphill. I've always have just a natural thing, I guess. But
0: Well, yeah, you've got yeah. some, destination races in your future there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't waste so. that talent <laughs> uh,
3: no no i guess not hey eh? will see how i can do do you guys have a local trail around here that is like your go-to spot to go for a trail run
0: anywhere along the bruce trail between on off of hawkley so anywhere from second line to past airport that section of the bruce would be my favorite
1: okay. yeah anything north of us I, I don't we haven't really explored too much south, really. No, we haven't. You know, I have I don't think we've even explored Hamilton area, Bush Trail of Hamilton.
0: Mm. No.
1: We got to get our uh
0: expand our horizons <laughs> a little bit. Yeah.
1: Friends in Hamilton yeah. to take us out for some trail running.
3: <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got some beautiful trails out there, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never been. <laughs>
0: well, I can't say never. We've done some happy trails out there.
1: Yeah. But there's, I've never seen a waterfall out there. No,
0: and there's hundreds of them, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, I, I,
1: I hear they're there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: if anybody wants to take us out to some uh, waterfall trail running, <laughs> give us a shout. There you go.
3: All right. And what about your upcoming goals for either of you for 2021? Running goals, race goals, podcasting goals?
0: Running, I'm not sure because, you know, I don't want to set myself up for more disappointment. <laughs>
3: Fair, fair.
0: Right? Yeah. So I'd love to be able to do a race in the fall, for sure. Our virtual, we are definitely going to continue with our virtuals. And if we get any other ideas of some fun-themed events to do virtually, we're going to do that for sure. But uh, yeah, I I think I'm kind of protecting myself by not planning too far ahead because the disappointment is still pretty fresh.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm training for Western States. Whether it's a go or not, I don't know. It probably would still be a go. It's all listed on the series of Ultra uh, Trail World Series. It's there on the website. It's whether they allow international runners or not, I don't know. So, But I'm training for it and uh, see what happens. That's my goal. Western States to finally get it off my bucket list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you, anything? Yeah.
3: Uh, for 2021, like I said earlier, it's just, uh, focusing on the, on the canicross running and, and kind of developing that with my dog and, um, working on, um, probably later on, maybe the second half of the year, uh, to focus on getting that PB for the half marathon. And, you know, I don't anticipate running in a race at all, but I'll just, you know, head out my front door and, mm-hmm. and pick a route and run it and, and see how I can do. So
1: nice. that's
3: pretty much it for myself. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Give us a call. We'll come, come join you one day.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll have to, we'll have to go out for some runs together. It'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, guys. Let me ask real quick, um, where can people get in touch with you? Where can we find your podcast and your YouTube channel and everything? What's your contact info?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our website is gotta, G-O-T-T-A, run Uh There's links to our YouTube channel there and to our events. My handle on social is at sharkrunner17.
1: I am the ultra norm. And
0: podcasts.
1: Our podcasts? Mm. Oh, gosh. It's so hilarious. And, um, <laughs> most most places. Like, yeah. Wherever like you Apple,
3: Spotify, podcasts. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah.
3: And it's on your website too, right, guys? Yeah.
0: It
1: is. Yeah, yes. you, can it, you can download it off our website as well. Yes. Which awesome. Is a lot of fun.
3: Now, before... But- before I go, I forgot to ask. I wanted to know, uh, how would you come up with your handle as a shark runner?
0: <laughs> well, I have... Do you have, do you have another hour? <laughs> yeah. <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> I have been a fan of sharks since I was seven years old. Uh, the number one thing on my bucket list is to to do a cage dive with great whites in South Africa. I'm working on that to happen sooner than later. But I'm a big, big fan of Keeping sharks in the ocean where they belong and not in people's soup. (laughs) There you go. Yeah.
1: And how I got my name? My name's Norm, and I'm an ultra runner.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Mystery
1: solved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. And where can we find you, Sean? Yeah. Oh, all our our legions of free fans.
3: That's right. Um <laughs> I I have my website, it's trailtailsarp.com and the ARPs.
0: What does that stand A-R- for? <laughs> it's
3: it's it's almost like the, the ultra norm story. It's ARP is a running podcast.
0: Oh okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. So there's another mystery solved and uncovered. <laughs> my Instagram handle it's uh trail underscore tails underscore a-R-P, and Tails is spelled T-A-L-E-S. And then uh, my email is just trailtalesarp at gmail.com.
1: Cool. I want to ask you if, if there's any runners out there that inspire you.
3: Oh, that's a, that's a good question. And I think my my biggest inspiration when it comes to running and runners, and I guess I don't know if it sounds cheesy or not, but I, I really look f- to towards Terry Fox mm, of course. Uh, for, for my inspiration. <laughs> right and and i think you know he's he's a canadian hero and and everything that he went through and stuff and i just find huge inspiration in his story and what he did and um that's pretty much it really myself one of the things that inspires me to run is just the fact that men in my bloodline die from heart attacks and strokes (laughs) Mm. so i'm trying to avoid going into the operating room for as long as i can so it's good reason yeah, that's that's a good one. It's kind of, you know, half fear, half just wanting to, you know, run and be healthy. So Nice. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for your time coming on the show. And thanks for having me with you guys. It's been great. And I'm really looking forward to uh, meeting you guys in person one day and heading out for some runs. Absolutely. And, f- and fingers crossed. Chase the Coyote 2021 is, is live and in person. And I'll be out there and sign up for the 50K and I'll suffer through it.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> I'll take you on the new Coyote route.
0: Yeah, you can have a preview. Yeah. I've got a sneak
3: peek. <laughs> that, that would be awesome, actually. That would be yeah. really cool.
0: Thank you so much for having us. Yeah,
1: thanks it's for having fun.
3: us. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you guys with my uh, traditional phrase here at Trail Tales ARP, and that is to run wild.
0: <laughs> and and we, we always make our guests say, good day mate in an australian their best australian accent
3: oh crikey i think i might be able to do that for you good day mate Ooh,
0: that was <laughs> impressive good it's, job. It's, it's listening
3: to the coach jeff podcast he's from
2: australia there so you I go <laughs> were well, uh,
0: there you were well prepped for that one <laughs> there you go
2: very good <laughs> Ooh, that was quite the marathon thanks for listening to the gotta run racing podcast with your hosts norman and jody Please visit us at gottarunracing.com for more information on our events. Or simply drop us an email at gotta run racing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!